Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Recalibrating the Scales. I'm your host and Chief Executive Resolutionist, Normie Avaska Scales, at your disposal. caressing the ears of fellow spectators, and I, graced and bestowed with the gifts of disposable time, abundant time, that is, to canvas paradisal beaten paths, to and fro holistic grocers, merchants, amid silence, tranquility, and lighthearted conversation drenched in zen, ample, generous, gleeful time, to converse with authentic friends while grazing upon guiltless fare, lion-hearted time, to gracefully feast, rest, and decompress prior to an immersion of rigorous flow yoga, after which mother and son plunged into an unhurried tour of the bustling city of Oaks by by virtue of motorized scooters emitting boisterous laughter betwixt and between this impromptu expedition amid customized destinations, yielding optimal fulfillment from deflecting, defying the norm, and and underlying welcome newness. Welcome back yet again, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed, enjoyed my aforementioned verbal illustration or prelude of sprightly activities I'd engaged in alongside my son and close friends this past week. In efforts of embracing the new and shattering monotony, I'd elected to unplug from the mundane daily regimen by way of taking taking the scenic trails to and from my neighborhood Whole Foods and Trader Joe's, on foot, that is, instead of by car. I still marvel upon the discoveries made along the way comprised of creeks and manicured vegetation that I had no idea even existed. Beauty, frequently overlooked when deflecting to cool my heels and smell the fragrant roses due to habitual hurriedness. Sound familiar, ladies and gentlemen? I'd also alluded to sampling an intensive yoga class, frolicking in downtown Raleigh on motorized scooters alongside Maximo for a bit of quality time followed by a friendly ladies' gathering, exchanging tales along our respective wellness and healing journeys, trading comfort food for holistic sustenance, yielded from health assessments from local practitioners coupled with realism, rather self-awareness, and practical resolve. Casting aside toxic meals substituted for healthy foods and lifestyles, 
opting for optimal health and longevity instead of these things. In layman's terms, my son, my dear friends, and I have elected to reinvent the wheel, per se, ladies and gentlemen, in positive context, that is. And you, my dear listener, how have you been navigating your respective newness journeys? Recent developments pertaining to my health, familial, monogamous, romantic, and platonic relationships within my circle have all inspired my yearning for just mixing and mingling things up. My father's existing state of affairs has played a tremendous role in these recent events just to stretch myself even further. After all, what would life be if we had no courage to attempt anything for the legendary Vincent Van Gogh? Furthermore, I have another quote for you, ladies and gentlemen. The hallmark of successful people is that they're always stretching themselves to learn new things per the vantage point of Carol S. Dweck, Dweck, pardon me. Allow me to share some information that I've stumbled upon and some suggestions rendered by fellow authors that I've stumbled upon within the past week. First and foremost, there's an article. This is actually, I stumbled upon this written by M.D. Alex Lickerman, who alludes to happiness in this world. He titled it, Trying New Things, Why New Experiences Are So Important to Have. He says, my wife and I are similar in a number of ways, but we're completely opposite in how we feel about trying new things. I resist and often fear it while she positively craves it. For as long as I can remember, I haven't even liked trying new foods. An aversion my family and friends have alternately, alternatively, I'm sorry, alternatively found amusing and, and consternating, preferring instead to eat what I already know I like. My wife, in contrast, almost never orders the same thing twice. In fact, when we go out, she'd rather not even go to the same restaurant twice. I, of course, prefer restaurants I already know. I thrive on routine, finding, familiar, finding myself for the most part perfectly happy to do the same things day after day, never tiring of them because I love doing them. My wife, on the other hand, finds routine to be poisonous to her passion for life. One benefit of enjoying routine I routinely point out to her is that it supports discipline, which I have in spades enabling me to commit to lengthy projects and actually finish them. My enjoyment of routine also makes me incredibly reliable. As my wife has remarked to our family and friends many times, when she asked me to handle a routine chore, she never has to worry if it's ever been skipped. I will do it faithfully, faithfully, day in and day out, without fail, ad infinitum. Still, despite these efforts, I've known for some time the real reason I resist trying new things and prefer routine is fear. What else? Fear of the unknown. Studies suggest we fear an unknown outcome more than we do a known bad one. What if I don't like this new dish? What if that foreign country is dangerous? I have an extremely active and fertile imagination. And though it's a great advantage in writing, I can sometimes, it can sometimes be a disadvantage in living. 
There are many things of which I have no fear whatsoever. I'm not afraid to fail. I'm not afraid to succeed. I'm not afraid to look foolish, though I don't like it any more than anyone else. I'm essentially most afraid of being in situations where I perceive I might be in some way unsafe. That fact, coupled with the general tendency we all have to fear the unknown, probably best explains my fear of death, a mutual fear of mine, ladies and gentlemen, which I wrote about in an earlier post, which he titles Overcoming the Fear of Death. It also explains an apparent paradox. Not only is he afraid to try some new things, he's afraid to actually, to often actually eager as long as I perceive no threat of harm, he says, I like the stimulation of the new. This blog, for example, he, he writes, the benefits writing it has brought me have been wonderful and mostly completely unexpected, which highlights the reason I try to challenge my fear of new things. It almost always brings me something good. One of the strangest new things I've ever tried was Nichiren Buddhism. I'd always been attracted to the idea that enlightenment might actually be a real thing, possibly to attain in a way that made a real difference in the subjective quality of a person's life. Yet the strange, strangeness of chanting nam myoho kyo made me so uncomfortable at first. I spent a lot of time wondering if I'd lost my mind and even opening up to the idea, but I'm so glad I did. In previous posts, I've described some of the benefits my Buddhist practice has brought me over the last 23 years. But even if it had brought me not a single benefit, and I'd stopped practicing soon after I'd started, I'd still consider my decision to have tried it one of my proudest moments. Nothing I'd ever tried before or since has represented a larger move away from what was safe and familiar to me. Opening our minds, ladies and gentlemen, to a new thing or a new way of thinking is often frightening because my definition is unfamiliar. Unfamiliarity often rings the alarm bell danger, potentially unsafe. But if you think about it, most of the things we fear don't actually come to pass. What's more, we're often unable to anticipate the good things that do occur as a result of our trying something new. So in summary, Here's a list of things that, that he suggests to try to remind himself of whenever he's faced with trying something new. Trying something new, he states, often requires courage. Okay, that's commonsensical, ladies and gentlemen. It also requires needing to summon courage, uh, that, that needing to summon courage is itself a benefit within itself. Once it's released, it will, like its second cousin, once removed, anger, indiscriminately engulfs everything in its path. How wonderful to open a flood of courage and be carried on its waves to destinations of unexpected benefit. Trying something new opens up the possibility for you to enjoy something new. Entire careers, entire life paths are carved out by people dipping their baby toes into small ponds and suddenly discovering a love for something they had no idea would capture their imagination. Sounds like the walk my son and I had engaged in this past week. Trying something new keeps you from becoming bored. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, even I, the most routine loving person I know, 
becomes bored if I'm not continually challenged in some way. And it's not the new challenges I'm eager to take on that represent my greatest opportunities for growth. It's the ones I'm not. Trying something new forces you to grow. We don't even ever grow from taking action we've always taken. The growth that enabled us to be able to take it has already occurred. Growth seems to require we take new action first, whether it's adopting a new attitude or a new way of thinking or literally taking new action. Thrusting yourself into new situations and leaving yourself there alone, so to speak, often forces beneficial change. A spirit of constant self-challenge keeps you humble and open to new ideas that very well may be better than the ones you currently hold dear. This happens to me all the time, he states. This is why it's usually this last point that wins me over. These are his words. For me, trying new things isn't about just enjoying a new activity or food, for example. He says, I really am content enjoying all the things I already enjoy, but straying into foreign lands, both metaphorically and literally, has always forced me to challenge my beliefs. And as painful as that is, nothing, I believe, contributes to our happiness more than shattering the delusions to which we cling. Unable as we often are to distinguish between beliefs that are true and beliefs that are false, especially beliefs about ourselves, and for better or worse, we simply seem unable most of the time to identify a belief as delusional unless some experience shows us. In the end, then, I find the spirit to try new things synonymous with the spirit of self-improvement. And while I can't honestly say I'm intrinsically interested in the former and sometimes need a gentle reminder to do it from people around me, the latter is a, is a large part of the reason I'm here. Now, here is another. Um, this is a contributing author, Larry Alton. He's the CEO of Alton Enterprises, a freelance journalist um, who has a written article titled, A Look at the Incredible Benefits of Trying New Things. It reads, whether you realize it or not, you spend the majority of your day doing things you've already done hundreds or thousands of times before. Very rarely do you actually try new things for the purpose of engaging a unique experience. But what if you made it a point to do exactly that? There are many benefits to doing new things that don't cheat yourself out of them. Question, are you stuck? Have you ever paused to consider the ease at which you follow daily, weekly, and annual routines? Most people wake up at the same time, eat similar things for breakfast, wear the same rotation of clothing, arrive at work at the same time, grab lunch with the same people, watch the same shows at night, yada, yada, yada. Routines like these become so familiar that we often lose track of the fact that we're just cruising through life despite the fact that we live in an enormous universe with seven different continents, nearly 200 different countries, more than 7 billion people, thousands of languages, and hundreds of thousands of unique experiences, we have a tendency to stick to what we know. Then we wonder why we feel stuck, stale, and stagnant. Also, motivation behind this radio platform and movement, recalibrating the scales. Feeling stuck in place is totally normal. What's not normal is to keep living the same way day after day and year after year. 
If you were driving through some muddy terrain in your car and your tires got stuck in a ditch, would you just sit there and spin your wheels? No, you'd do everything within your power to get out of the ditch and keep moving. The benefits of trying new things. Want to pry yourself loose from the jaws of mediocrity and begin living the life that you were meant to live? It's time to make a commitment to trying new things and engaging fresh experiences that invigorate your life with energy and exciting I'm, excitement. I'm so feeling this, ladies and gentlemen. On every core of my being, every new experience literally unleashes this vigor, this vitality. So the benefits of trying new things are manifold. The first is to overcome fear. In most cases, fear is the one thing that keeps us from trying new things. We're afraid of the investment, consequences, and worst-case scenarios. What if I don't like it? Some level of fear is always present when trying something new, but you'll soon realize that your mind exaggerates things. Eventually, once you make it a priority to try new things, fear will cease to be a crippling factor in your life. Instead, you'll see it as a minor speed bump that stands between you and some new experience. Two, get to know yourself better. It's weird to think that you don't know yourself as well as you could, ladies and gentlemen, but this is almost always the case. We think we know ourselves, but then we try new things and realize we have unique likes and dislikes that were previously unknown. As you try new things, you'll naturally recognize who you are and who you want to become. This will prove invaluable as the years go on. Three, stimulate creativity. Ask any highly creative person how they continue to innovate and express themselves in new ways. They'll tell you the key to their success is a commitment to trying new things. When you try new things, you put your brain into unique situations that force it to really think. This stimulates creativity, which eventually rubs off in other areas of your life. And as a result, you begin to think about everything in a new light. Four, it makes you more marketable. You are the most important person in this equation. Your desire to try new things should be centered on you and your life goals. But at the end of the day, a commitment to forging new life experiences makes you more marketable to the world. Other people begin to see new talents and skills as your entire, quote, body of work becomes more appealing. This usually results in unique opportunities both in your career and your personal life. Number five, try things to try this summer. It's easy to try new things when you're younger, when you have fewer strings attached. Don't wait until you're 45 and have a midlife crisis to suddenly initiate movement in this area of your life. There's no better time than now to push yourself beyond your preconceived limitations and engage in new experiences. Specifically, make this summer a time where you ditch the normalcy of your daily routine and start living as it's meant to be lived. Here are a few specific things that you can and should try this summer. Well, number one, learn a new sport. Summer is the ideal time for getting active, but instead of doing the same old exercise routine, maybe it's time to learn a new sport and physically challenge yourself in ways that you haven't before. Wakeboarding is one sport that comes to mind. It combines various elements of water skiing, snowboarding, and surfing, and is relatively inexpensive. 
you also get to spend the day out on the water, which is never, never a bad thing. Other outdoor sports worth trying include rock climbing, mountain biking, and disc golf. Number two, travel solo. Most people like to travel, but with one caveat, they prefer to travel with other people. And while there are tremendous benefits to traveling with friends, ladies and gentlemen, there's something advantageous about traveling alone. I can attest to this personally. It may seem taboo, but solo travel is highly beneficial. It's definitely, definitely a lot less complex. The simplicity of it cannot be bought. It teaches you independence, allows you to set the itinerary, and provides life lessons on how to handle the good, bad, and the ugly. There's also research to suggest that spending time alone staves off depression, so there are psychological benefits to it as well. Number three, it suggests going speed, speed dating. It's time to ditch wine dates and tender and instead try your hand at speed dating. It's something that most people have only seen in movies, but speed dating is a real thing. You'll experience a whirlwind of emotions from nervous butterflies to genuine excitement. And we'll learn a thing or two about yourself along the way. And who knows? You may end up with a second date, ladies and gentlemen. Number four, cook for a week. You don't have to leave the confines of your home or apartment to try new things. Here's a challenge for you. Try cooking every single meal you eat for an entire week. This means no fast food, takeout, or even frozen meals. Nothing comes out of a wrapper or is completely edible. All 21 meals need to be homemade in some form, shape, form, or fashion. From this experience, you'll learn new skills and will come to appreciate the patience and rewards that come with cooking. Number five, start a, a side hustle. Worn out from your current job, looking for a way to earn another couple hundred dollars per month, try starting a new side hustle this summer. Find a skill that you have and turn it into a business. Turn your passion into capital, ladies and gentlemen. Find a skill that you have and turn it into that business thanks to the internet is actually fairly easy. You can sell both physical goods and services online, so why not? Your business acumen will increase and you'll have fun building something from the ground up. Also, become a yes person. This summer, become a quote, yes person. When confronted with new experiences, challenges, and ideas, avoid making excuses and start doing. I'm challenging myself daily, so I'm actually actively implementing and practicing precisely what I'm preaching, my dear listeners. You'll find that the benefits almost always outweigh the risks. Life's too short to get stuck in a bland routine. So it's easy to say no to yourself, so it's time to start saying yes. Now, I'd like to end, you know, on uh, with an array of additional benefits. Uh, these are 30 things that you can do today, according to Michaela Cristallo. What should I do today? It's always fun to do something new, but often we fall into the trap of spending our weekends the same way. If you're stuck in the same old routine, it might be time, like, once again, to try something new, preaching to the choir. Okay? So here are 30 suggestions of what to do today according to the author. Number one is visit a suburb in your city that you've never been to before or somewhere you haven't explored very much. Learn 10 phrases in a new language. What about Japanese, Italian, or Portuguese? Duolingo would be an excellent tool, ladies and gentlemen. It's complimentary. Just download 
and away you go. Three, listen to a genre of music you've never tried before, perhaps jazz, punk, or blues. Have a picnic, or how should I say, dining al fresco, dine al fresco in your local park, complete with a packed lunch and your animal friends. Start a daily journal to write your thoughts in. Try a new cuisine. What about French, Lebanese, or, or Korean? My son and I, we, we actually t- had taken upon ourselves to not only walk to Whole Foods and Trader Joe's, smelling the roses, canvassing the beaten, beaten terrain, making discoveries, beautiful aesthetic discoveries along the way, but we had also uh, picked up a few essentials and we tried our hand in preparing a new Asian, Asian cuisine, homemade shrimp and vegetable fried rice, egg rolls to match, of course. Also, another suggestion is to plant some flowers in your garden. If you don't have one, try an indoor potted plant. Visit your local library and borrow some books for the weekend. Visit a local museum or an art gallery and view their latest exhibition. Pardon me. Learn a new skill. What about sewing, gardening, or cooking? You'll be surprised what you can learn in an afternoon. Say hello to a neighbor you don't actually talk to. Make a card for a friend and send it to them with a handwritten note. Learn how to cook a new dish for dinner. We all get tired of eating the same thing, so why not break the monotony and try something new? Reread an old favorite book. Don't leave the gathering dust on your bookshelf. Get it out and read it all over again. Research the culture of a different country online. What about India, Guatemala, or Sweden? Go for a walk or bicycle ride around your neighborhood. Watch a classic film like Casablanca, The Godfather, or The the Wizard of Oz. Make a photo album of a recent holiday you took. Don't let your memories get lost on your computer hard drive. Make a special keepsake album of your trip. Visit your local farmer's markets and pick out some fresh produce. Farmer's markets are full of delicious fresh fruit, veggies, and more. So find your local market and take a visit. Plan a day trip somewhere outside your city. It might be the seaside, mountains, or another city. Check out community events running in your area. Make a birthday present for a friend. It could be even a handmade gift. They're at such a special and personable touch. Attend a play at your local theater, support your local theater, and have a fun night out at the same time. Volunteer with your local Nature Conservation Society to plant some trees. Conservation societies are always looking for helping hands to do your bit and plant some trees. Be a tourist in your own city. We're definitely advocates of that one here in my household. And visit all the popular tourist sites you've likely never to. Don't forget your camera. Call a friend you haven't spoken to recently and have a good long chat. Put on your favorite song and dance your heart out. You might be surprised at how much fun you have. Invite some friends over for a barbecue. There's nothing better than an afternoon spent with good friends and good food. Try out a new form of exercise like yoga, pilates, tennis, tai chi, swimming. And last but not least, organize a clothing swap with your friends. You'll have a great time and save some cash and the environment all at once. So that's his list of 30. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope that you adopt and implement this myriad of suggestions into your daily regimens. Break the monotony, monotony, ladies and gentlemen. Start anew. Tap into the freshness that life has to offer. I'd like to thank my behind-the-scenes team, Bradley, for all of your unwavering support as always amid the years, coupled with all of you span and speckling listeners across the globe, magnifying. 
Again, this radio show platform and movement rests upon your broad shoulders, so please, I humbly implore your continued listenership, so spread the word. Until the next episode, this is Normia Vasquez-Scales, signing off. Thank you.